Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Jack Inslee is all about Senna, maybe the best documentary about racing. Jack and I have been talking about sports documentaries pretty much since the start of the pandemic. Uh, Jack very much missed the NBA. I was very excited about The Last Dance. And since then, we've watched quite a few uh, documentaries and uh, sports-related things. Uh, for example, last week we watched Pee-wee's Christmas special, which features Magic Johnson. So that was a fun episode. If you haven't listened to any of them, I like that episode a lot. Also, if you want to watch Pee-wee's Christmas Adventure, we link to the YouTube video in the podcast description. So it's all there. Ascent is great. If you have Netflix, you should watch it. It is well worth your time. It is the Christmas season. It's the Hanukkah season. It's the Kwanzaa season. It's the giving season. If you are able, please consider donating to our Patreon account. 2020 has been very bad, and there's a reason we now have a Patreon account, and uh, it brings me no joy to ask you every episode to consider donating to our Patreon account. You could find that on You, Me, Them, Everybody on our About page, in this podcast description, and in a bunch of other places. There are a bunch of tiers, so if you are gainfully employed, please consider. If not, totally get it. Here's Jack Inslee and I on Senna, a documentary that makes us maybe want to invest in some uh, go-kart futures. Why did you want to watch Senna? Because I enjoyed the Diego Maradona doc so much. Yeah. Uh, did you enjoy Senna so much? I did. I thought Senna You won. did? Uh-huh. The way you were messaging me made it seem like you really hated it, and that's why you were so excited to talk. Oh, no, not at all. Oh, good. Interesting. Okay. No, I thought that this was a master class in documentary filmmaking. Um, wow. sports, sports documentary. I'm sorry, sports documentary. Wow. Yeah, I am. Okay, so I saw this maybe five years ago, maybe longer. It came out in 2010. It's been a decade. I rewatched it this week. I got to say, man, on first view, it's way better. And I think the Maradona doc is way better than the Senna doc. Um, I thought they were. I I liked them both. They both achieved the same thing for me as a viewer which is like completely immersing yourself in the time in the that place that is true you you're 100% correct with that 100% correct with that i think my complaints is we've seen dozens of documentaries just this year and now we know all of the beats and this doc did it so well and maybe because it inspired so many future docs i just feel like i know where everything's going the dramatic music is louder at a certain moment for an obvious reason. I know how this ends. And like I said before, this was my second viewing. Maybe if I just saw this once now, I would place this on par with Maradona. Maybe it's because Maradona didn't have a tragic death. And that to me as an older person is more interesting that someone that is essentially cut down in their prime as a story. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think you, you're, you're spot on with, with this inspiring, obviously Maradona's film and others that came after. It's like, I, I, when I say it was a masterclass, that's kind of what I mean. Like mm -hmm. I watched this and I'm like, yeah, this is the template. Like yeah. this, this is the one that figured out how to best tell a sports story in a way where like, I could not care less about formula one racing as a subject. Do not care. Mm -hmm. And, you become so invested because the filmmaking is that good. So this is another, so this is the third film that this guy's first of like the first three films that are super duper important when it comes to documentaries, there's Senna, there's Amy, and then there's the Diego Maradona. I'd put Diego Maradona number one 
not even close. Then this, then Amy. He's really, really, really good with no direct-to-camera anything for his documentaries. I wish all docs were like it. (laughs) Do you feel like there was an all-star when it comes to this film? What do you mean? Do you think there was any archival footage that was like, oh, this is the reason why they built the dock? Or do you think there was any talking head footage that wasn't seen of now I understand why this is important? Mm, no, not really. It feels like a sum of its parts. I mean, I, again, I have the same question with this as I did with the Maradona film. It's like, how do you have access to so much yeah. of this? Well, you know why. I don't know if you notice this. I do the same thing after every single documentary, which is very simple. I watched the credits. It was mm-hmm. produced in cooperation with the Sentinel Institute. Okay. So there, therefore, you're going to get I figured everything. as much with the, they do flash the logo at the end. Yeah. Um, so again, coming into this blind like I did Maradona, I know nothing of Formula One racing. I did not know who Senna was. If you mm-hmm. wrote his name down on a piece of paper, I would not know who that was. This is something that never crossed my, my field of vision in life. So um, fascinating, man. Formula oh, One yeah. racing is fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, did you ever go go-kart racing? Like as a kid? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever love it so much that it made you want to make it your life? I mean, clearly not, but I mean, I it's fun as hell. Yeah. And the way, the coda on this film, super duper oh, hacky, God. but in this, I think it works so well. It like, works so well. I don't know what else you do. And I was oh. thinking of that as a filmmaker. It's like... How do you end this tragic story where it's really shocking? You know it's coming the whole time. Yeah. Well, here's then- the thing. We're sort of doing this backwards, actually, and I'm 100% okay with that. Let's start with the ending, which is uh, a very good question. Who's your greatest rival? He throws it back to his first time outside of Brazil when he's racing in Europe for the first time, and it's in 78, 79, and it's go-karts. Yeah. That was his fit. And it totally makes sense. It's, it's, it's no different than any of these sports documentaries. Like the thing that made you love it first, that's the thing that you remember the most. That Senate, it's not his three consecutive Grand Prix uh, championships. It's not any of that stuff. It's the thing that brought you to the dance. Mm-hmm. Before that, the funeral. The funeral is the perfect way to end this if you don't have the coda because you're tying all of the characters that you've just presented. Oh, I got emotional. They, they, they did that so well. I mean, it's just so, so oh, well. God. before that, literally you see him die. Yep. I know this sounds weird. It was not that jarring of a death scene. No, it wasn't. And that was the whole, that was the craziest part of the death. It was not this mm-hmm. gruesome crash. It was no. not, the, it, it was a real freak accident. Yeah. And when you say freak accident for the people that are just like, I will use to watch a man die. I get that. There's no contact with another car. There's no blood. There's no flipping. It's just something happened to the car and it decided to not do a thing that every car should do. And one of the greatest drivers of all time died because of it. Yeah. And I mean, there had not been a death since I think 82 in formula one racing. And, uh, the day before. Well, that was what I was going where I was yeah. going with that. So yeah, this weekend, this event, there are two televised mm-hmm. deaths in the sport, and there's no deaths between '94 and at least 2010 when this film was produced in Formula One since the death of Senna. Um, 
we're going to get to the death part about it, but there's one scene. I asked you about MVPs. You didn't have any. There's one scene that I think is the MVP of this, and there's one person that without these two things, this documentary is lacking. Okay. John Bizignan, the ESPN commentator, Mm -hmm. one of the only English voiceover guys, without him, I don't think a non-Formula One crowd would care. Really? See, I, I, I forget what his contributions were. He was just essentially the saying like why this mattered. Okay. And he reported on Formula One forever. And that little thing of knowing how to talk to a general audience is super duper helpful. Like even now, I don't know if you follow golf. I don't really follow golf, but I see like mm-hmm. Tiger Woods' son is now golfing with Tiger Woods, right? And it's like a sort of a big deal, maybe. But I don't care about golf and I'm not. And that's so the noise is it's not breaking through the noise of everything else that's going on. Right. Or if there was a guy like this, if it was in a documentary that could tell me like why, if this is important, how it's going to change the sport, whatever, that would be very helpful. That's what this commentator does for the film. Right. Okay. And then the other thing, the scene with the drivers and the race officials before the 91 German Grand Prix is the reason for the doc. Do you remember this scene? Unbelievable. This is when Senate is advocating for cones rather than tires. And if Senna does not do this advocating, all the drivers are with Senna, by the way. They do a, a hand vote. Um, a hand vote. <laughs> they do a, in the room, everyone raise your hand. Right? Um, if he doesn't do this, his biggest rival would might have died in the crash. Yeah. That is crazy foreshadowing. Yeah. Like, I, do you think that they got this footage and then like, we could build a dock around this? Or do you think that this was something discovered when they were working with the Institute, because how do you get this footage? Like how the ladder televised, this is the ladder. I think, I think, I think the ladder, I think, I I don't think it's like you find that footage. You say, well, now we have to make a doc. I think clearly that's just something that you find along the way. I mean, because there are enough pieces of this to make an interesting doc without that. It just puts it, that's, those are the things that turn this from a good doc to a brilliant doc. Yeah. Um, I wish there was any, anything like that in the last dance. The Last Dance just doesn't even feel like a doc compared to these things. And the weird thing is, it's like, this is still not critical of Senna at all. No, it's and you not. you love it. I do. And I'm trying to think, like, was the Maradona doc critical of him? Oh, yeah. Of? Oh, yeah. Completely. More? I, I, and, and is this one less critical of Senna because of the involvement of the Foundation? Perhaps. Well, also, we. To, I'm not saying Senna wasn't mob-related, but, like, Maradona uh, clearly yeah. was. Yes. And, like, clearly loved cocaine. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I, like, maybe we don't see any hard drugs with Senna because, like, he didn't have a drug problem. And... No, he was a religious dude. Okay, well, you know, I will say Brazilians are so horny. I mean, like, that, <laughs> that always just blows me away. It's crazy some of the footage of him flirting with the woman on TV and then dating her. And it's just crazy. Um, She's at the funeral. And you know, yeah. the weird part is happy 1989, happy 1990. She goes up to 94. Hmm. He dies May 1st, 1994. I know that's no. not like, I'm not saying she did nine 11 type of stuff, but it's, it's a wonderfully sad, beautiful piece of footage that they were able to include. It, if you were scripting a story, I mean, this has all the the 
elements of just incredible story. The the, the rivalry with Prost, the, the his, every part of it, the foreshadowing. Um, yeah. You know the 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 medic. Yeah. His friend. Yeah. That 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 clip of him saying, you know, I, I begged him to retire. Go like, yeah. let's just go fishing, man. But I also understand like he's only 34 when he passes, when he dies, like what else is he going to do? The he's look, still in his prime. He's still amazing. So the big part of the big story here is him switching teams mm-hmm. and, and signing with Williams who had these computer enhanced mm-hmm. cars and, the the footage of him in his first year with Williams, the looks of concern on his face when he's talking about how the car is not performing the way he wants it yeah. to or the way it should, that stuff is just like, you can't script that. Well, here's the thing about that. We're, this totally reminds me of right now and every previous athlete complaining that like the guys now have it easier. When, he's, when Senna's complaining about the tech or the lack thereof, Okay. Because the reason why he switches is because in 93, he's saying all these guys have better tech than me. And that's why for the first time, I'm not, I'm not winning. Okay. But I this hate is, that. I, I have to disagree here because this sport air quotes is machine driven. For sure. But it's here's so but different. On. I don't disagree with that aspect of it. I'm saying it's your job as the athlete to evolve. But but it's not in his hands. You're dealing with mechanics and it companies with access to technology. And it's I understand so much crazier player, than other sports. I understand that, but the, and I understand right now that the player empowerment movement is we're in, it's in full effect, and people might sit in in, in like the mid nineties that that ain't gonna happen. But that might have saved his life if Senna actually just stuck to his convictions rather than like I gotta do do my job, even though they don't feel safe he would be alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, it looked like he didn't want to, like, the look on his face was like, I don't want to do this, man. This car mm-hmm. is not good enough. This is not safe. It's like, it's oversteering. It's understeering. And here's the thing. Like, a half an hour in the film before his death, we see the pinnacle of his career, which is when he wins the 91 Brazilian Grand Prix. Yeah. They literally say in, well, because for those that are listening, the majority of this film is not in English, so there's subtitles. He found an inner strength after his gearbox jammed. That's not a thing. Shut the fuck up. That's not a thing. You don't find inner strength when your gearbox jam. It means the tech is failing, and he didn't want to pull over to get anything fixed because he wouldn't win. He wanted to drive through it. Right. That's ego. That's pure ego. That's not inner strength. So mm-hmm. the thing that let him win, the, the crying achievement of his life, is also the thing that kills him. Without question. Okay. So that's really what this is about. Absolutely. Okay, so and and is and is part of the story death or no death, but between the rise and fall of most athletes, it, it's the, these are stories of ego. Yeah, ego is ego will destroy you, and you can't race Formula One without having a giant ego. And to bring it back to the last dance, mm-hmm. the thesis statement that Jordan is trying to make is that ego never killed him, <laughs> always served him. That's true. And it just killed his dad. We've we've established. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But right? Isn't that kind yeah, of part 100%. of it? J- Jordan's it arguing right. that like I wanted it more than anybody ever in any sport, and I had no like ego did not defeat me. I always came out on top. Well, he did come out on top. Um all right. for six of those years. Yeah. And That's until it. until a kid named LeBron James entered the league. 
I am going to say until 9-11 happened, because without... This is not a joke. He donated his entire 2001, 2002 wizard salary to the victims of 9-11. Yes. I'm not... I am still... I still think it's possible that Jordan does not come back without 9-11 happening. Uh, you've made that point, and it's it's a it's a good one. <laughs> Let's talk about Jordan for a second. Senna versus Proust agreed. Great rivalry. Is there any rivalry like this in sport? Because who's like the biggest? Who's who are two actual champions that have this type of rivalry? Because I was like, okay, Tiger. I couldn't think of one. Serena. I couldn't think of one other. Jordan really didn't have a main rival for the entire run. I think it's much more difficult when it comes to teams. You could maybe say team sports LeBron are hard. No, nah, team Warriors. sports are hard, man. I mean, I think um, Magic and Isaiah, or 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 Larry and Magic, or <sighs> you know, I think Larry Bird, Magic Johnson is probably as good as you're going to find in basketball That's for fine. a one v one. Yeah, and I guess like Magic Johnson is. I mean, yeah. Because there I was guess. a lot behind that. There, there was racial tension. Yeah, yeah. But, but otherwise, like, I don't know offhand. I'm sure there are some 1v1 I rivalries. This seemed too perfect. Um, I also love the postscript where he is now like a – like a, he helps fund the institute. Mm-hmm. He's carrying like, the, the casket, you know? It's like – I get it. I totally get it. Do you think that when um, – when he won, when Senna won the 91 Grand Prix and somebody in the crowd yells, Proust, you son of a bitch. Do you think that was real or do you think that they just overdubbed that for the doc? <laughs> if they overdubbed it, it's genius. Okay. When you keep alluding to these people not being real athletes. Ugh. The sport, confu- the sport confuses me. Okay, why? Because of the it's a, machines. Okay, but <laughs> it's like okay, it, it it would be like um a computer competition where like teams of researchers build supercomputers and then like gamers play each other, but the gamer on the better computer has faster. You know what I mean? It's just so you're different. saying number one, you're gonna go esports is not sports. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I'm I'm having. I'm processing it, and I'm processing okay. it in real time here. It's hard for me to process. What do you it, think takes more concentration, driving a NASCAR or Formula One car, or for an entire race, or playing 60 minutes in the NFL? The car. Okay. What do you think takes more out of you in terms of calories burned, playing a round of golf or doing a full race in NASCAR or Formula One? Formula One. Okay. What do you think is more difficult to do? Where, I see where you're going. I mean, the the closest. This sounds weird. The closest I could come to what these guys are compared to is the athletes that compete in the Olympics, where you ski and then you shoot the gun. Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's super duper physical, but then you're also require you're using machine, be it the gun or the car, to determine your success rate. And you know that's why I really like the coda here, where we go back to go karting, mm-hmm. um, and I think it it really poetically sums up the the essence of the sport and his love for the sport. Because Senna's like the reason that's my greatest rival and foe is because it was about driving. Yeah, and he drove, he drove fast. It's kind of alluded to that in this go karting world, it's like 
everyone's just got a go-kart and you go and the mm-hmm. best driver wins. And he's like, this had no politics or any of the other stuff that he said to deal with later in his career. So when my, my criticism of the sport is not really in nature, it's kind of just in the way it's applied in, in this league, so to speak, where you know, there's a ton of politics and competitive edges and weird rules and stuff. Well, do you and, think that's a formula one thing? Or do you think that's just like once you're at any level of any, any level sport? of racing? Oh no, not really, man. Be- well, uh, I guess you could make Come that on, argument. Are you yeah, kidding yeah, me? I guess you could make that argument. Could you think of one sport where if you don't, please X amount of people. It doesn't matter how good you are. You're not going to play anymore. I mean, the NFL is the easiest example of Kaepernick. The NBA, how many players are just amazing, but they never make it because of weird things. And then they're used. Those weird things are used to get rid of them. John Wall being a recent example of that. Well, could you, to play devil's advocate with myself, could you make the argument that at certain levels in any sport, there are competitive edges given to the best players in terms of the training facilities, the trainers. 100%, the, absolutely. Yeah, all of that, the stuff they receive. So it's like in a vacuum, LeBron James versus the best guy in your neighborhood is different than LeBron James, the guy who gets millions and millions and millions of dollars in body research and training and all this other stuff versus the guy that's in your neighborhood and just, you know, lifts weights at home. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but all right. That's another reason why it's like, yeah, this is a real sport. Yeah, I stand, is, I stand corrected. This is, I think, the most real sport there is. Because, like, what's the, other than NASCAR, no other sport is this deadly. Yeah. It's probably race car drivers are one, then maybe boxing, then NFL, then MMA. That's my guess. Are the race mechanics of racing and horse racing similar in any way in terms of taking corners and uh, and all this other stuff. I mean, like, I'm so illiterate when it comes to this stuff, and I love the way they talk about it mm-hmm. and some of the techniques they take and process like, yeah, of course I'm going to take that corner, and yeah. he's cutting that corner off, and that stuff's fascinating to me. And I, I kept oh, wondering yeah. if, like, horse racing was similar. No, because horse races don't go for 71 laps. <laughs> True. It's more and- of a sprint than a... Yeah, and the, edit, the editing in this does take a bit away from the, the length of these races and, and what it really must oh, be God. like to either race one or watch one. Where like 71 laps is a long My ass father-in-law is huge into NASCAR, and so over the course of knowing him, I've grown up an appreciation, and I've watched a lot of NASCAR, especially like the big ones, and every single race is fascinating. Even if you don't care at all, there's always really interesting narratives and just knowing how difficult it is to do like one lap, but like magnify that by hundred laps. It's the fact that people aren't dead every single race to me as, as an outsider is mind blowing. Can you break down the NASCAR versus formula one for dummies for me? Well, one is a circle and one isn't. Okay. The cars are totally different. That much seems clear. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, there's just no, so did you watch Ford versus Ferrari? No. Okay. Le Mans is, to me, once again, I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's an all-night race. It's super, super fascinating. It's sort of the middle ground between the two, where Formula One is like a certain type of car, and Le Mans, you're racing essentially cars that will, in theory, be on the road one day. They're never on the road one day, but like you're racing normal cars, and NASCAR is based around the more normal car thing. Mm-hmm. So like that's the middle ground. I was only bringing that up in case you saw it because it was nominated for an Academy Award and it stars like two of the biggest actors in the world. So I figured yeah. like you might have seen that. Um, 
it's just different and they're both super fascinating and i guess the closest you could come with senna when it comes to nascar is dale earnhardt and his death his shocking death in i think 2001 and is there a doc there must be i don't know if there's a good earnhardt doc but i do know that he his death changed racing in the same way that senna's death changed racing and that a lot of different things have gone into effect to make it safer for the driver hmm but there's, um, I think the Earnhardt one's actually more interesting because Senna didn't have a child in the race behind him where Earnhardt did have his son in the race as well. Hmm. So this is, whenever people are like, this isn't a sport, I totally get why they say that. And I think that the barrier of entry is absurd and it makes it this elitist thing, but very few sports aren't that already. Sure. So either are completely against sports because of that but then you could like but then what are you into you're into art right well like what art isn't just based around elitism absolutely i or guess access, food, access to technology yeah i guess food maybe not, not, not even but like yeah so it's like it's all about the same food comes down to sourcing yeah right? exactly so same as the car it's mm-hmm. like okay you give me that like best cut of beef ever and yeah. i'm you know I can't, you can't win it against it. Do you have, I'm, I'm sure I could find this out, but like, I guess there's no way to like retcon what a 1991 body did after the person passed away. But after he wins that Grand Prix, the most important race of his life, he passed, he literally passes out after winning the race. And he's like, yeah. he's like, like his muscles are spasming. I am super fascinated to know, like, it, what a 2020 Apple Watch would have read is like his heart rate oh, and how many calories man. burned and yeah, stuff like totally. that. What are the metrics on that? Yeah. God, he can't lift his shoulders, but he just really needs to like raise that trophy so that the crowd doesn't think he's being a jerk. It's, this is crazy. Absolutely insane. And, and the similarities in character between he and Maradona, there, there are a lot of parallels. Oh yeah. Um, what they mean for their countries, the, charisma they both had they're both oh, no i disagree completely maradona was way more charismatic senna was almost a wet blanket at points he was kind of boring i guess compared to he was maradona, sure compared to i mean maybe just maybe that says more about my expectation of a race car driver fair <laughs> for, enough fair for enough. a race car driver he seemed kind of swaggy okay i would say proust is way more interesting as a character proust was a great character yeah Senna's only to me. Senna's only interesting because of the death. Other than that, he's like almost like a Larry Bird figure. Yeah, that's fair. Where Prost is more like an Isaiah Thomas. Like I'm more interested in that. Oh man, not afraid of cheating. Gotta yeah. love it. <laughs> it's not cheating. It's part of the game. Part of the game. No, I know. I love athletes like that. He's like, hey man, just that's how you win. Yeah. What. The- and then yeah. there's these purists where it's like, well, that's not real winning. He's like, what are you talking about? There's no such thing as a real winning. If I knock so- you out of the like. There's a point in this film where it's you know, and there's cumulative stats and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And to be the champion, basically, didn't matter what Prost did, but Senna could not win this mm-hmm. particular race. So Prost just knocks him out. He just crashes yeah, into winning. him. That's winning. Winning that's- culture. You know the rules, right? They didn't make up the rules. And if you really wanted to change the rules, lobby for that. That's part of the game. That's right. I love all these things so much. <laughs> <laughs> I could not recommend this film more, though. Um, yeah. it, it, masterclass was the word that came to mind. It was just like, this is perfect. 
documentary filmmaking the pacing the it might be the best documentary that we watched that had the cooperation with the like the state yeah that being said i'd still go maradona his i still like that doc more but it's hard to like it doesn't happen without this one right absolutely you're 100 percent right this is sort of like i i I don't think we will find a film that was made before this that will be as good or better that'll be tough well that'll be the next thing we have to worry about yeah um did you watch any other racing documentaries in your life hell no okay there's a few that are really interesting i'm i'm I like docs like this because I feel like I know so little. I'm consistently learning. Where like most every baseball or basketball or like football doc, I'm like I kind of know all of it already. Yep. So that's nice. Three things. Um, they we talk a little bit about this. Schumacher. Um, Senna says that Schumacher has this tech from in the '94 cars that they were supposed to take out after the '93 season. If and Senna truly believed this, but his team wouldn't pursue it. Do you think if that happens in 2020, Senna continues to race the season, or does he sit in protest because now people might believe him? I think there's way more player empowerment across all sports. Yeah. I think that, yeah, he would sit. I think there'd be a lot more holding out. There's a lot of these bands, the Maradona band, the Senna band, the shit, the appeals are so much different these days. Um, this is a great thing, and it's I, I love seeing how far we've come when you look back at these kind of authoritative, you know, like um, commissioners or mm-hmm. presidents of federations, and they could just do whatever they wanted. If they just didn't like a guy, they're like, whatever, yeah. you're out this year, buddy. Tough shit. And that just doesn't fly anymore, which Cap, is Cap, dude, you're wrong. Cap. Well, I don't recognize American football as a sport. <laughs> Number two. Um... Do you remember the name of the other guy that died on uh, April 30th, 1994? Shit, I don't. Exactly. Uh, number th- three, final point. Do you know what car that man was driving? It was it Williams, right? Yeah. Which kind of car, though? Like, who was the sponsor? Oh, MTV. MTV. Yeah, man. MTV. Yeah. They really yeah. avoided the, 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 the bad press with that one. I never even heard about that. And this is the height of MTV. Do you realize what else happened in April of 94? Did Cobain die? That, that's right. That's Cobain's death. Oof. So that's a month for MTV. The, probably their, seriously, might be, other than like a Michael Jackson video premiere, my guess is it's their highest rated month of all time is based around Cobain's death. And all of a sudden, they're for some odd reason, that they're in the Formula One racing game. Oof. I'm trying to see when... Um... So that's like what I noticed instantly. I'm like, April 94, Cobain death, and now this race car driver death. Man. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that comes close for MTV would be 97, I guess, with with Biggie. But that Princess, was, yeah. Princess Diana and Tupac are all yeah. kind of in the same 12-month period. So those are the three points I wanted to bring up. And then, I, did, I should have asked you this before, but... Do you remember the sound uh, he made when he won the 91 Brazilian Grand Prix? Yeah. I couldn't think of a better, like, I want it all sound. Oh, I, 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 and from an audio standpoint, it's a lot different. That, that kind of in-car camera, the yeah. dash cam sort of sound, 
it was guttural, this just shriek. I cannot think of a better victory sound in any sport or any famous moment. Maybe um, when Jordan wins his first one and his dad then goes to the locker room in the back, like maybe that one. Yeah, I mean, there. No, I, I don't think that's better than this. I think this yeah, is the joy in this was so like real. You, just you know, the word human gets overused, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's animalistic in a way. Um, this is a really spiritual dude. I think he he was able to kind of just like black out in those moments and and just channel that pure emotion and feeling. Did um, this make you want to get behind the wheel? I mean, kinda. It made me want to. <laughs> it made me want to play like Gran Turismo or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, these guys are these men and women are just. To me, it's it's the peak of human meets machine. And I know it sounds like a horrible like Terminator Two knockoff film I'm writing, but like. It's just so impressive what they do, what they did, and um, I get it. I totally get why he captivated an entire country, an entire sport, and why he was like the perfect subject for this. And I totally get why grown men get uh, racing simulator steering wheels and um, gas pedals in their living room and do that. Yeah. Because it made me want to do it. 